0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his native place, and among his own kin, and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deed there, apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a great joy to be with you all this morning on this Independence Day. and As I'm getting more settled in as your pastor. So in the Gospel reading today, our Lord starts with, or Mark starts by saying, Jesus departed from there and came to his native place. So remember last week, in the gospel, our Lord performed these two amazing miracles, right? So Jairus had gone to him and said, my daughter is sick and and I need you to come. And our Lord goes to his daughter. And while he's walking on the way, there's this woman who's had a hemorrhage for 12 years and and just moved by faith and moved by our Lord's presence. She thinks to herself, if I only I touch like the the hem of his garment, I'm going to be healed, and she's healed. And our Lord continues on and he goes to Jairus' house and, and there he says, don't worry, the girl is not dead. She's sleeping. Talitha kum. He raises her. And then he departs from there and he goes back home to his native place. And as he gets to his native place, he, he goes to the synagogue and he teaches. And, and probably like, like many of us, he had been looking forward to going back to his own home and looking forward to doing in his own home what he had been doing all over you know, the other regions. And as he teaches in the synagogue, the people who hear him, they sort of had this attitude like, uh, don't we know who he is? Like, I know who he is. Isn't he, isn't he the one that, like, builds our coffee table? You know, Like, what does he have to teach me? I remember when he was learning to ride a bike, if they rode bikes in the ancient world. I don't think they did. But you kind of get the idea that, that there's this sort of resistance to him based on familiarity. You know, it's a resistance based on familiarity. And, and we all can fall into that dynamic in our life, and and so, like, I remember studying in Rome, and, you know, I lived two blocks from the Trevi Fountain, which is super famous, and many people have only seen it, like, in a movie. And every day I walked to class by the Colosseum. And, and I remember, like, when I first got there, and I'm like, whoa, this is a, such an amazing thing, an amazing life. And then after a while, you're just walking along going, yeah, it's Colosseum. means I got, like, another mile uphill before I get to the university. And you just kind of, like, you settle in and you stop noticing things. And even we can stop noticing beauty. And and so it was always a good thing for me when, when visitors would come and I'd take them on tours and they would be just, like, astonished and in awe of everything that they were saying. Like, it was a reminder to me, oh, like, there's a gift here. You know, there's a gift here. And we can get that way about the presence of our Lord too. You know, we can just become like overly familiar with the great gifts that he gives to us each day. You know, we, can, we can become overly familiar and forget that the second person of the Holy Trinity who became incarnate and took a human nature to himself and suffered everything that we've suffered except for sin and died on the cross and rose again so that we could have new life, that same person is present in the tabernacle each and every time we come. We can forget that. We can forget that, you know. And we come in and we genuflect and we sit down without like remembering that we're genuflecting to a person, you know. And we forget that. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. We can forget that. Our Lord breathed on His disciples and He said, "Whoever sins, you forgive, are forgiven them." And that every time that we have the opportunity to go to confession and confess our sins, that same person, the second person of the Trinity who became flesh and Jesus Christ, the Son of God, gave us this sacrament so that he could bring us to new life every single time we go to confession. And we can forget that that's a great gift. And in our familiarity, we, it sort of like knocks down our wonder besides familiarity, there's a couple of other reasons that maybe Jesus isn't able to perform miracles in his native place. And, and really, I think the core ones are jealousy and pride. You know, like, like the reaction of the people can be a reaction of jealousy. And, and it's something we experience in our own lives, too. You know, like when I, I, I have amazing friends and uh, I have amazing friends who do amazing things and and so two or three of my west point classmates they actually came for my installation mass at 11 today one from wichita and two of them are married to each other live in omaha and and whenever i go to my west point class reunion um i'm around people that are like you know ceos of companies and stuff like that and you know i have a friend who's like the number three guy in like the casey's gas station you know national chain and you know they do these amazing things and I'm like I'm in charge of NFP (laughs) you know and 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 I can kind of feel like that and and then it makes me sort of feel jealous about things you know and then I start fantasizing about what would my life be like if only if I had stayed in the army I'd be like the chief of chaplains of the army by now like all those kinds of things which are really rooted in jealousy you know, And so as our Lord comes back to his native place, there can be like, like why is he such a big deal? And that, and that makes me feel, and so they want to knock him down. And how often do we do that too? And that jealousy is rooted in a kind of pride, right? It's, kind of, it's rooted in a pride that, that doesn't want to confront our lives on our own life's terms or to confront life on life's terms. And it keeps us from rejoicing in the good that our that our brothers and sisters in Christ are doing. It it just like why can't we look at somebody who's doing well and just be like, oh, that's so amazing. I'm glad he's doing well. You know, and priests can be the worst. You know, priests can be the worst. You know, and I've fallen into that in the past. You know, like somebody would be like, Mike Schmitz's homilies are so amazing, and I'd be like, Mike Schmitz is Somebody just pays him, you know, like somebody edits all that for him. And and that's just pride. It's just pride that keeps me from saying, like he's doing an amazing work in the church. You know, he's doing an amazing work in the church. Like he has the number one podcast, like in the world, which is just reading the Bible in a year and commenting on it. And we should be able to look at other people, you know, whether it's in our family or parish, wherever, and just like appreciate and be grateful for the good that they do. But that takes humility and it's humility that allows us to encounter our Lord, and it's humility that allows us to see that like that our Lord is here and that we need him every day, Not that we need him every day. And I was thinking about you know the gifts in my own life of, of growing in humility, and, and one of those was the fact that I had been, that I got into Military Academy at West Point. And I've been thinking about this because it's 4th of July and, you know, I can read some of my reminiscences in the bulletin. But, um, but I was thinking about how, like, there were certain things at the Military Academy that were just built in to help you to grow in humility, like freshman boxing class. And, uh, and so when you're a freshman at West Point, everybody has to take three PEs. One is boxing, one is gymnastics, and one is swimming. And so I was a swimmer in high school, and so swimming was great, and I was in, like, the expert swimming class. And, uh, and then gymnastics, uh, like, I'm a little less coordinated than most, but we got to jump on trampolines, and that was kind of fun. And then there was boxing, and I had never played a contact sport in my life, let alone, like, had somebody punching me in the face all the time. And, and so what, what it did, though, is, I mean, I think the interesting thing is that like when we had boxing class at West Point, like everybody knows exactly where they fall in the pecking order and there's no room for any kind of f- pride or fronting or claiming that you're better than you're, you really are. Like everybody just knows. And, and it helps you to recognize, you know, okay, this is who I am. You know, like I cannot beat Thad Underwood in boxing. He broke my nose freshman year. <laughs> And, and I know that and I can accept that about my life, you know? And, and I think that I've often like thought about like, what would the church be like if there was like freshman boxing for seminarians, you know? Like, like it might be a good thing. <laughs> but we all kind of need like freshman boxing in our spiritual lives, <clears throat> you know? Like something that helps us to confront like this is exactly who I am. This is exactly who I am. And, and I'm being called to more. And I'm being called to more. Because when we know exactly who we are and we go to our Lord exactly as we are with all of our sins and all of our faults and all of our shortcomings and, and we're really honest with him about that and we just like share that with him, then we're open to that transforming grace that he bestowed on the woman with the hemorrhage. Then we're open to being raised from the dead like Jairus' daughter. And we avoid kind of the errors that keep the people in his native place from seeing him. And so today, dear brothers and sisters, let us pray that that we grow in that virtue of humility, that we grow in that virtue of self-knowledge, that the power of God may be effective in our own hearts, That we never take our Lord for granted. But that we recognize the great gifts that he gives us each and every day in the sacraments, in our community, in his holy Catholic church.